The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all back, but I'm even more excited for our special guest today. He's a vice president of sales at Dojo Networks, Mr. Todd Thorpe. Todd, thanks for joining us today. How are you, sir? Cody, thank you so much. I am fantastic. Yeah, well, I'm great. I'm great. And listen, anytime I can get somebody on here to talk about technology, I will always jump at the chance. So thank you so much for joining because I don't get to scratch that itch enough these days coming from my background. So Really excited to have you on here. Thank you very much. And I know you said we only have like about maybe you know twenty minutes or so. I could probably talk for forty, but you know we'll yeah. It's we'll listen. It, it's it's a challenge for me too. I'm a, I've figured out after doing a, a hundred of these episodes or so that I, I'm a little bit of a talker. So it's uh, my wife would have told me that a long time ago, but I guess I just found it out over the past uh, six months or so. But Todd, for those that are seeing your name, hearing your voice or face for the first time, would love to know your origin story. We always love to start out with that, you know, where you're from, how you got uh, into real estate and what it's kind of got you in these days. So you want the gritty origin story kind of, or the the sappy, happy one? Whichever one you feel like hits home. Well, uh, again, Cody, I want to I thank you so much because the the field of, of prop tech is, is ever changing and and I think Dojo Networks does a fantastic job of kind of staying uh, on the forefront of all of that. I, 30 years in the cable business, uh, so I'm kind of dating myself, spent uh, probably a majority of that working for a major cable company running multifamily uh, sales, did some direct sales, and, and primarily in the multifamily space. So, you know, 20 years, 20 plus years, really getting to know this, this niche market very well and came over to Dojo Networks um, about a year ago to join really just an amazing organization. Um, we are becoming the, the nation's fastest growing managed Wi-Fi provider. It's interesting because trying to stay ahead of what's going on out there is, is very tough. And our, our number one I guess job is to make sure that we're giving multifamily property owners, um, you know, we're there to, to help advise and, and consult. And, you know, we're there to listen to them because they have a lot of pain points that we're trying to help solve. And I know we can I talk about some of those as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know, you know, we are a little bit different when it comes to probably topics of podcast. And we talk about the side that not a lot of people typically will broach, which is the pain, struggles, challenges that folks have in real estate. And I know with your career at, at the cable company and now with Dojo, you've probably seen a lot. So when, when you were thinking through before you came on, what, what kind of came to mind at some of the things that you saw in your career that were uh, what people went through and how it relates to technology, I'm sure. So there's been a, a huge evolution in this space, you know, from, from just traditional cable TV and being a, a, an internet service provider. You know, back in the day, you know, cable was, was king and, and, you know, TV was everything. And, and then internet came along and, and phone 
and you have that that triple play bundle and really we've we've seen a, a complete 180 you know, people ask us about about TV options and you know quite frankly we recommend streaming because that's really where everything is going right now um, yeah you know there's still the traditional cable option out there but you're seeing that that audience erode significantly everybody needs internet what is the, what is, you know, the first thing when you move into a house or you move into an apartment, it's got to get my electric set up, got to make sure I have water, got to make sure I have heat, and got to make sure I have internet, right? Because you have to work from home um, in most cases. You want to play from home, uh, be able to, you know, watch TV, game, and just, just you know, pure entertainment. And Internet has become such, it, it's, it's not even a luxury anymore. It, it's, it's a must have. And you start to tie in and lay in. And you and I were talking a little bit for, before we got started about, about uh, smart technology and smart thermostats and locks and things like that. And you, you take this, this Wi-Fi as a base to get started with, and then you layer on all of these other uh, things and there's so many different choices out there and you know you got z-wave and zigbee and bluetooth and you, you know tons of acronyms and it gets very confusing and where, where we've seen people fail is they don't do their their due diligence and they um especially in the multifamily space and in new construction or in value-add properties they're not looking ahead and, and planning ahead. If you're going to put in a managed Wi-Fi system in, in new construction, for example, you want to be planning out at least 12 months, maybe 24 months in advance before you know walls go up and, and funding and things like that. So that's where we've seen a lot of failure, I think, is, is people waiting till the last minute there's kind of the old joke, you know, the, the parking lot's paved and then the cable company shows up, right? Because, you know, they didn't plan ahead of time for all of these other services that are, are going to come. And then waiting around because they're, they're so frozen with fear that, well, if, you know, I have to wait because technology is going to change. I'm afraid to implement something because if I do, then I'm going to miss out on the, the next great technology. So, I guess the second thing is, is, is just making that choice and that decision to jump in, because if you don't do it, you're going to be left out and the competitor, the property across the street or, um, you know, five blocks down, they're offering managed Wi-Fi and Nest thermostats and keyless entry and video surveillance at their property. So guess where that, that renter is going to go? People want a very frictionless, easy, um, no-hassle experience when they move in, whether it's in a house or especially in a multifamily property. The last thing that, that they want to do or you want to put on your resident is making them have to go to the, the provider to call and get their internet set up. And then they got to wait around for you know, somebody to come and install it. Um, getting their electric hooked up. It's, it's creating these feature-rich, amenity-rich spaces. And it's not just Class A resort-style properties either. 
Yeah. So I want, I want to unpack that statement, but, but I also love the fact of what you're talking about. And hopefully we learned over this, this past year and going through what we did globally with the pandemic. I mean, not only is, is internet really required for those that maybe want to work from home or play, but we saw education happen from home. And nowadays there's no real sick day for students anymore as devices are likely provided or they have devices at home and they can do a lot of the self-paced education and not miss a beat. And being able to provide that is crucial for these types of properties and only elevate, even in class B and C properties, only elevate that somewhere else. And I'm of the mindset, right, wrong, or indifferent, at a minimum, before you start layering on all the other uh, stuff that can help out with the property and save, you know, increase the value, providing the internet and making it just move in ready is allowing them to pay you instead of the ISP. So would you rather them cut that $30, $50 check to the ISP, the internet provider, or would you rather them cut it to the ownership group that manages the property? That seems like a no-brainer, but going back to your thought, you mentioned this isn't just for class A. Where do you where do you see this being a mistake for people not evaluating prop tech, managed Wi-Fi in class B and C properties? Just simply thinking that it's it's either A, it's too expensive. I I, I can't put it in, you know, making that predetermined decision before they even start to investigate it. We are seeing uh, an overwhelmingly large volume of value-add um, owners coming to us and wanting to implement managed Wi-Fi. And then on top of that, getting into primarily it's, it's thermostats and locks. That's what you're seeing mostly. And it's, um, it's not just perimeter access control, but it's having that smart lock on the actual unit itself. When, they're, when, when you're raising capital and, and you're, you're, you're getting, trying to get the funding together for that, for that next deal, is not just be thinking about paint and finishes and, and putting in new refrigerators and stainless steel appliances and all that's fantastic. And I think you need to do that, of course, depending on the, on the property that you're acquiring, that, that asset will dictate what you need to do. Um, besides landscaping and, and beautifying the outside of the, of the property, but making that, that property as smart as possible from a technology standpoint is so critical, especially now, and then using that as, as a marketing tool for yourself. But like you talked about, you know, do, you want the, do you want the cable provider to get the money or do you want to get the money? Because you, you put the system in and you can increase your NOI by several thousands of dollars, you know, depending on the size of the property, very, very quickly, you know, you put in a system and, you know, you might be um, able to, to charge your resident 40, 50, $60 a month as an amenity fee. And now you take that money and that's yours to keep. And that's, that's, that's revenue that you wouldn't normally have that you're going to give to somebody else. And for those listening at home that are thinking, well, I hear the thing about the Wi-Fi. Okay, you got me sold on that. But the thermostats and locks, I have a class B or a class C type property. My tenants aren't going to really value that. That's not really important to them. So, so tell me from an operator standpoint, why, 
why do I care about that? If my tenants don't care about it and I can't wrap my head around that, fine. Why do I care about that as an operator? And what does that do for me if I had smart thermostats and smart locks to be able to control those types of things? Well, so it, yeah, it might not be from a resident perspective because there are going to be residents out there who are, they just like, I don't need a, a thermostat that's smart. I just need a thermostat to be able to turn on. But the other, the other value there from, a, from an owner perspective is not just from the resident viewpoint, but you as the owner of that property, it literally helps your leasing staff when you go to turn that, that unit um, and it's vacant, you can now control from a, from a smartphone, from a tablet, from a portal, you can now control the, the heat in that unit. You can uh, unlock and, and lock the door. Um, you can you know, have somebody go in and view that um, apartment by unlocking the door. You don't lose keys. You don't have to rekey a bunch of locks. It not only benefits the resident, but there's also a big benefit for your leasing staff as well. And time is money. You know, the, the less hands-off that you can be or you make, you know, you leveraging technology to work for you to make your life a lot easier and make your leasing staff's life a lot easier is a major benefit. And, you know, you might not see a, a direct cost that you can, you know, quantify immediately, but over time, you definitely will see, you know, the, the quality of, of the resident experience and your leasing staff experience just grows exponentially. I love that. And I mean, listen, the name of the game, time is money, right? So if, if I can get, if we do have turnover in a unit and I can get somebody in there to paint, clean, whatever I need to do in there as quickly as possible, it just means that there's less time that that, that particular property is vacant. And potentially I'm spending less money on like electricity if I can control the heating and air conditioning uh, when something is vacant for a couple of days or a week if I'm doing some major renovations. You know, we, I, we had we had a property um, where the owner, um, a sprinkler head got hit by a by a stray bullet and knocked out the, the sprinkler and the data closet just got got drenched. We were able to. Um, and this was in the middle of the night, we were able from our knock to be able to figure out all of that and get that property back up online several hours later. And without a managed Wi-Fi system in place, um, that probably wouldn't have happened. There's, there's a lot of other benefit to the property owner. I remember talking to, to an owner one time that he, he said, you know, I, I never had the, the ability and he was actually on a, on a ski trip um, with his family. And he said, before he put in smart technology and a managed Wi-Fi system, he never had that freedom to be able to go away because he was constantly tied to his property all the time. And now he can see things remotely and he can control things remotely. I absolutely love it. Listen, I haven't heard the, the acronym knock in a long time. So I appreciate you bringing that back into my life. <laughs> Uh, Todd, thank you as much as ever. I, I think that's this is an invaluable topic for those that are looking to get into real estate or already there. If you're not evaluate, evaluating this type of prop tech out there, I think you need to re rethink your position on it and make it part of your upfront process as opposed to an afterthought to your renovation process. Because not only is it a huge boost to your NOI, 
from raising, being able to drive that value with your residents, but also the, as you were just talking about, Todd, there's a ton of value as an owner operator to having this type of information and readily available uh, stuff at your fingertips. So yes, sir. I, I can't thank you enough for joining Todd, for those that want to connect with you, possibly work with you, uh, consult with you, bring you in to, to see if what could maybe benefit them and their property. Where's the best place for folks to find you at? Um, LinkedIn is probably the number one place you'll find me. I'm, I'm usually on, on LinkedIn virtually every day, posting content, um, useful information out there. So check out my profile, number one. Uh, number two, my contact information is, is on there, but you can reach me at todd.thorpe at dojonetworks.com or my cell 608-669-6514. Perfect. We'll drop those links in the show notes for everyone to quickly access them. Uh, Todd, again, thank you so much for joining us today. It was honestly my pleasure having you on. Thanks, Cody. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.